Tap on the yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Tap on the fuzzy part. That's what he said. <laughs> Welcome aboard the flight attendant podcast. The seatbelt sign is on. It's gonna be a rough ride. Welcome to the Flight Attendant Podcast. I'm B, and I'm here with Uncle Josie. How are you today? Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you today? I'm good. Just finished running some errands with the boyfriend, and um, I was helping him finish some stuff for work. And it turned to be so. Whatever happened at work, it didn't work out. So we ended up at this very nice. Um, not, I wouldn't say nice, but it was the food was delicious though. Um, it was a, a international uh, mall and they have a food court. So we ended up having a long, late lunch date. Oh, that sounds cool. You didn't give me any food. This is the first week we have gone by without seeing each other. <gasps> Finally. You wanted six months. It's Don't not give me that happen. Look. It's Don't never gonna happen. And in the meantime, I got to hang out with the two of you in person, no less. Yes, J- Uncle, Jay. Uncle Jay and Jim finally met. I got COVID tested today, even though I've been vaccinated. Why? Because uh, I wasn't feeling too well yesterday. But it turns out it was just a 24-hour bug. I had fever, I had chills, I had stuff coming out of places <laughs> i'm actually laughing at your chicken wing motion <laughs> when you had the shiver <laughs> i had the shiver <laughs> yes <laughs> so it sounded like you had an interesting for hours yeah it was it, it was interesting because i was also flying where were you uh myrtle beach i like myrtle beach it's a nice relaxing place, I guess. It can be. We found a cool Indian place. If you ever go there, it's called Nirvana. It's right across from Krispy Kreme. There is also a Polish place over there that has uh, really good pierogies. Mm, I like pierogies. Did you go to Krispy Kreme? I did. You can't not walk by the it's hot now sign and not go into Krispy Kreme. Besides, how many donuts I- you got? My app on my phone told me that it was hot and ready. I only got six donuts. That's what he said. (laughs) 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 So what's going on in the news today for you, Uncle Jay? So I have here, I was reading that, uh, I'm hoping I'm saying the name right, but Gangsu Airport? just beat Atlanta as world busiest airport. And after 22 consecutive years in the top spot, the world busiest airport, Atlanta, Hartsfield-Jackson was pushed to second place for 2020. Despite a 40% drop in traffic compared to 2019, China's Gansu still catered to 43.8 million passengers. 
the 40% drop in passenger numbers at Gansu was actually a small reduction compared to Atlanta, which suffered a 61% drop in traffic. Previously, the world's busiest airport, the impact of the pandemic saw it slip from the top spot. Atlanta proceeded to uh, 42.9 million passengers in 2020, putting it just under 1 million behind Gansu. I'm pretty sure that this is related to COVID. And they're also predicting that Atlanta will take back that first place um, probably for this year. I hate Atlanta because it's so busy. And even when I flew there during COVID, it looked the busiest of all the airports, especially from um, Chicago here. Chicago here was like a ghost town and Atlanta still had movement. Yeah, Chicago has been slowly getting back to normal quote unquote but that terminal american terminal 3 was empty just for the longest time it was very eerie it seemed like one of those apocalyptic movies yeah last time we were there together that we had dinner there it was very eerie to just walk that that those terminals and see like two people walking by i'm sorry we had dinner you had dinner. I had dinner. I only looked at you watching. I don't care what you're saying. I, I looked go at ahead, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. Eating McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the world. Exactly. I ate McDonald's. I ate nuggets, okay? It's the same. It's the same. So, do you want to hear my news? Is it related to penis? It's not related to penises, not this time. Although, although you will be you you will like this topic, okay? So this is from independent.co.uk. A former flight attendant reveals the secret codes cabin crew used to point out attractive passengers. A former flight attendant has revealed oh. secret codes cabin crew used to point out their most attractive passengers, as well as how to tell if they don't like you. Speaking on Australian radio show, Kyle and Jackie O. James, who was a flight attendant for seven years, said that the crew will typically pick out, pick out the best looking passengers on a flight. Obviously, when we are in the cabin and we are doing drinks, we can't just be like, oh, doll, check him out. You have a subtle... You have to be subtle about it because everyone knows their seat number. So we're in the cart and he'll be like, I'm thinking about of doing seven days in America being seat 7A, 7, you know, and then I'll be, yeah, I could do seven days in America or like say six days in Denmark, like, you know, and then they also have ways of dealing with their least favorite customer. If a flight attendant ever says to you, I'll be right back, we don't like you, and then you just forget, James told the presenters. And James has said, knack, albeit pretty gross, for avoiding passengers when he's got better things he'd be doing to be doing, like having lunch. I used to have a trick every time I went on one end of the plane to the other to eat my lunch. Someone would always ask me for something. And I'm just like, I just went to eat my lunch. So I used to have a trick. I'd put a can of Coke 
in a sick bag and put a rubber glove and then walk through the cabin so it looks like I'm holding vomit. No one asked me for a thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's genius. Isn't it? So that was uh, that was a light light article for today because we've had so many weird ones lately wait didn't you send me one the other day about a pilot exposing himself i saw that one and and i thought you were gonna bring that one up so i let it go so that so i'm disappointed i wanted to keep away from the penis okay clearly uncle josie was correct and this is a thing (laughs) see (laughs) apparently this is what the not so cool kids are doing these days I guess it's a trend. How do you, Uncle Jay, communicate about the cute passengers or good-looking passengers? Oh, I just go, hey, D7 is really cute. (laughs) I don't have a code. That's why it's actually pretty genius to me that there is some sort of code. Have Have you ever heard of this? No. Um... We just go to the galley and be like, ah, you need to check out D7 because he is. <laughs> but other than that, no. And it, and it will be so great because if we are doing service, I'll be like, oh, D7 didn't get his Coke or something like that. I don't know. So I had never heard of this code. However, we will walk down the aisle with like a notepad looking for like, you know, things and then we'll just write down we make it into a game we'll walk down the aisle and then write down the the seat numbers of the passengers that we think are cute and then every flight attendant will do that and then we'll compare notes and see which ones we all think is cute or if we have the same answers and stuff that's interesting but you have to have a crew that actually play well with that i feel like most of the crews would do that Maybe not this last. Maybe it's just my luck. Maybe just this last last trip that my crew wouldn't. Well, one wouldn't have done that, but the rest of them would have. I think I'm on the spot where now I can say, you know, I know a lot of of, of the flight attendants from our base, and I could probably start playing. But I can see some of them not be so willing to go out there and take notes. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so. Have you had somebody give you their number, passenger-wise? Not yet. No. Not even an approach. Maybe I'm not that cute. Oh, my God. I mean, a lot of people don't. I've Even for me, I've only given out my number twice. And I've gotten three phone numbers, I think. That's it. Oh, there is a situation where there was a time where a passenger came to the back alley and we started talking. He recognized my accent and he asked me where I'm from. So I told him we happen to be from the same town, but he is my brother's age. So we are almost certain for sure that they were together in high school and we exchanged phone numbers, but we never... Uh, spoke ever again you know I I didn't text back or anything because it wasn't like that it was just more of a like super coincidence but other than that actually nothing not like somebody wants to give me their phone number for well you know 
because they're, they want to talk to me. This is from skyparksecure.com. Five quicker ways to board a plane and why won't airline adopt these? Okay, so one of the most frustrating things about travel is all the waiting you have to do. Waiting to check in, waiting to get through security, and then waiting for your gate to open. And even when boarding begins, you still end up queuing for another 20 minutes. But why does it take so long? Because people don't know how to freaking find their seats. That's just me inputting that information. <laughs> it's true though. Like you see them come it on board. True. It is true. You see them come on board and they're like looking at their boarding pass, looking at the seat, looking at the, just freaking sit down. I have some tips at the end to make your boarding a little bit quicker. The article continues, when I was waiting to board a flight this month, I cast my mind to an episode of Mythbusters from a few years ago where six methods of plane boarding were tested. And the most shocking thing was that the most popular method of boarding with airlines today was by far the slowest. Let's take a look at each boarding method in turn. So to accurately test the speed of each plane boarding method, the Mythbusters team built an accurate replica of a plane interior with 173 real seats along with overhead luggage compartments. Passengers were stationed at a boarding gate where tickets were given with a seat assignment before each test. I don't know how accurate these tests, these tests would be because people know what they're supposed to do. So they're, you know, they're going to go faster. And only that, they're not taking account that Yes, they built a replica, but I don't think that replica includes wheels and the tail and all the other factors that they're probably going to use. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Okay, so it says, to make sure it wasn't all smooth sailing, 5% of passengers were told to behave in a difficult way, such as making their way back down back down the plane in the wrong direction, sitting in the wrong seat, boarding with small children, or just wasting time in the aisle. Okay, I would say for us, it's about 50% of this type of passenger. And then, or I would say like 80% this type of passenger that doesn't know exactly what they're doing. They don't know what they're looking for. They don't know where they're sitting. And I think only about 20% of our passengers come on board and take their seat. Would you say no, that? I, I, yeah, I agree. Totally. Okay, so each... And you can see it in that shows. Mm-hmm. For sure. So each method was of boarding was judged on two metrics, the amount of time it took for everyone to board and be set down and the passenger satisfaction level with the method earning one point for a good experience, zero points for a neutral experience and negative one point for a bad experience. The first one that we're going to be looking at is the back to front boarding. This is the boarding method you'll be most familiar with as it is the one used by the vast majority of airlines. The, in this system, business class boards first. The rest of the plane is separated into zones, with each zone being boarded in turn from back of the plane to the front. At first glance, this seems like a sensible option as it keeps parties together and keeps the number of groups minimum. But in practice, it leads to 
too many problem or too many people boarding at one time, causing traffic jam and minor altercations in the aisle for an average boarding time of 24 minutes and 29 seconds. Additionally, it led to the majority of the passengers viewing this method as a neutral or bad on the satisfaction scale with a total score of 19. So what do you think? Do you think that boarding the plane from back to front is better? Like let's say some airlines like, let's look at like Southwest. Southwest doesn't have seat assignments. So everybody just comes on board and sits wherever they want unless they specifically purchase like the front rows or whatever, or, you know, the, okay. so we should just take Southwest off this list. Okay. Because they just, that's just random. Do you think that boarding back to front is, would be easier? You think that it will be the most logical. However, on training, we were explained why a boarding like that is not necessarily beneficial because too much weight in the back can cause the plane to get out of balance even when it stopped. I feel like a lot of, like I know United Airlines use cargo on their bellies, so they have weight, but other airlines don't have cargo. So it could cause the airplane to tip. However, I don't know if that's too much that's not, I don't think it's weight enough, but that was one of the explanations why that we were given why we don't board. So it's mostly for a safety feature on our airline. Right. But that just like, just, but let's, let's take away the entire, let's say, let's say that it's just the cabin. Before we leave that, if that were actually a thing, wouldn't that cause a problem when you're taking people off the plane where there's still a bunch of people in the back of the plane and everybody's getting out? Like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Cause a problem either way. I, I, I rather think it would make more sense to do it that way. To get yeah, the logically, yeah, you think. Especially since they're the ones that are going to be waiting the longest while they're on the plane anyway. Like, why wouldn't you put the people in the back first? So to me, yes, it's, it sounds like the most logical thing to do, boarding from back to front. However, in, most, in some airlines, though, it wouldn't work like this because some airlines where you have to pay for your seats, like Frontier or Spirit, they would have then they, they don't have, if people aren't paying for their seats together, then you have families in the back, families in the front. So if you call for this type of area, families don't want to be separated, right? Okay, so that makes the most sense. Let's move on to the next one. Window, middle, aisle boarding. This is called the Wilma method. Business class is boarded first, and you may see a pattern of emerging. Then all the window seats are boarded next, followed by the middle seats and then the aisle seats. This system, adorably nicknamed Wilma, was almost 10 minutes faster than back to front boarding at 14 minutes and 55 seconds. Not only that, it seemed to go down well with the passengers scoring a whopping 102 points. A possible pitfall of the system is that parties may be separated, but apart from that, seems a popular alternative to back-to-front boarding. 
So again, like just like the article mentions, and like we had said previously, it creates it's it could be easier because you're boarding the window middle and there's nobody having to get up so the other person can sit down and you know all that stuff. But because again, a lot of or some airlines don't have don't assign parties together, then you have families separating, then families that want to sit together, then you know you have families that don't want to board separately in different zones. I mean, I can see that working, but if you have a system where, well, I guess I guess the, the passengers will have to come up front and be like, we are a party of three, then the boarding can be zone one parties and then zone two windows, zone three middle seats you, you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. but they will have to have that information way up ahead in order to plan it that way but, you but know i can see definitely the separation family don't, don't pay attention they don't even pay right. right. demonstration right. uh, so i'm gonna say that one doesn't work even you, even if it's a good idea, it doesn't work so this one you might actually think that it's a little bit easier okay so this is called the wilma and blocks okay so again this one has the business class and then followed by the window seats in the rear then the middle seats and the aisle seats in the rear then move on to the window seats in the next section followed by the middle and the of the same seats and so on so then it's in blocks back to front so this would be a little bit, I think, easier if you had the parties boarding first, like you said, in the back of the plane, and then the rest would be like, or it would be easier for parties, period, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, but then again, they will have to have that knowledge way ahead. Right, right. So this, this one, it took 15 minutes and seven seconds to board. But it had a higher rating at 105 points. But again, it's only been off. It's only 15 minutes. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the biggest problem here, it's not the way that we board the plane. It's the fact that passengers feel entitled and want to do their own thing. And or they're not paying attention to what they're doing. Or, you know, all that stuff. So the next... Yeah, because these experiments... Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. So these experiments, passengers are... They know what to expect. They know they're probably going to board in a timely manner. Or they... I don't know how much of these can work in real life. Like, they will... I feel like, yes, I need to go and sit down so we can beat the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. unless... You are surprising people and not like not telling them what's going to happen. That's more accurate than just okay, we're going to border this way. So I don't know how these tests and and I run, but I feel like yeah, fifteen minutes to board, a, for example, a three hundred uh, airplane, even what even one a one eighty passenger capacity, fifteen minutes. I I think that's a little too too fast for yeah. real life. Yeah. So the next one is called the reverse pyramid boarding. You could argue that the reverse pyramid boarding takes Wilma in blocks to the next level by having passenger board in Will, a reverse pyramid. Once again, we start with business class, but after that, 
passengers are instructed to board the bottom of the outside edges inwards. So this method took three seconds longer than the previous one. It took 15 minutes and 10 seconds, but it had the highest satisfaction rating at 113 points. From our perspective, it seems that any of these three methods could be better than the current one we have in place. Uh, so this one, it just means that from what I'm seeing in the picture here, it would be business class first, and then the windows from the back of the plane till about the wings board second. Then the middle from the back of the plane till just behind the wing plus the windows over the wing will board third. Then the middle from behind the wings all the way to the top of the wings and then the windows after the wings board fourth then the aisles on the back of the plane plus the middle seats in the front of the plane behind business class would board fifth and then the aisles in in the on the on the front of the plane would board last does that make sense i think i will have to look at the picture so but that sounds more complicated it is it does sound more complicated so essentially we're boarding the back of the plane first but like inwards okay does that if i that see makes it sense? I don't know. What do you think about that? I feel like this would be a this would be really complicated for for people to be like, I'm here, but my but we're both in the same zone. But he's over there, and I'm over here. It, and again, it goes back to the families being separated. That just doesn't work because the families in real or, life. In real life, because parties want to be seated and travel together. Correct. Okay, so these are these. This next one is called random with assigned seats. With this boarding, passengers all had assigned seats. Business class boarded first, then everybody else at once. This resulted in a boarding time of seventeen minutes and fifteen seconds, which was incredibly, which which incredibly was quicker than the back to front boarding. But the satisfaction was only twelve points. Um, and then it says there's something to be said for letting passengers seat themselves, but added to the chaos during an already stressful time may not be the best idea. And that will bring us to random without seat assignment. So this is by far the slowest scoring seating method. It had a boarding score less than zero. So it's this one said, let business class passengers board first and then everyone else sits wherever they like. This was a boarding time of 14 minutes and seven seconds, and this can probably be explained by passengers rushing aboard to get the seat they want or for a place next to their friends and family. The insane scrum that must have ensured meant this method scored negative five on the score on the customer satisfaction scale. So this would be like the Southwest method because they don't have seat assignment. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, I personally, I would hate this method on our planes because, you know, people who are traveling by themselves, they're just going to grab a window seat. You know, people are going to grab the aisle seat first. Windows and windows and aisles are always going to be grabbed first. And then you have like a family of five and like whatever group, 
I can't remember how Southwest does it. I think it's like group seven or something like that. Or, and then you have like a family of three that wants to sit together, but all they have are middle seats, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I never experienced a boarding like that from Southwest because every time, you know, I, I, I flown non-revenue. So I'm basically the last one to board. So everybody's already seated. So I haven't been able to see what, how chaotic or how inconvenient it is. I, I always got in the, the middle seat up for obvious reasons, but yeah. So as uh, so you can see from the summary, that there are at least three better alternatives than back to front boarding. So why do airlines continue to make us board in the slowest manner possible? The answer, as you might expect, is Uncle Jay. I don't know. Money? Money. Yes. <laughs> uh, so with the current system, Frustrations and all allows airlines to offer more expensive tickets for priority boarding or similar services. If you take away the annoyance of having to wait, you also take away the precious income stream. That makes sense mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. Or what would you say is a better way for boarding? I think that business class or first class or whoever, like they should board first. That's fine. Then it should be disabilities then it should be families with children and then i feel like okay should, and then i feel like it should be window middle aisle okay wouldn't that still put that the whole situation of the separation no because you could have you could have families with children and then parties together and then window middle aisle I mean, eventually they'll they'll get there. They're just gonna have to board separately. Well, yeah, but if like you, if I'm traveling with Turkey, you know, see what I'm saying? Right, but if like eventually if you, I'll sit with him, but he will have to board in a different on a, on a different zone. Not necessarily. Which is fine. We're well, yeah, but at the same time, like the best way to assure that you sit with your person or people that you're traveling with is to purchase your tickets together. A lot of people come up to me and they're like, hey, can we sit together? We got separated. I was like, okay, wait, hold on a second. And then I look at their boarding passes and they have a completely different itinerary number. So it's like, you didn't get separated. Right, right. You but, didn't buy your ticket together. And that's right. where lies in the problem. And, no, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the boarding process of like window, middle, and aisle. Right. So the people in the window will come in first, then the middle, and then the aisle that's assigned by zones mm -hmm. right yes yes so yeah let's say if i'm traveling with turkey i'm sitting on the window he's sitting on the on the middle seat i will board before he boards because he's in a different zone yes eventually we are together we're just separated for the boarding which is fine we're adults but not everybody sees it that way do you see what i'm saying oh i see what you're saying but i just i'm just trying to I've been trying to like think because this was actually a topic that one of my passengers brought up on this last, she goes, she said to us, she's like, this is great that you guys, that you guys are deplaning the aircraft. And it just got me thinking of like the best way possible. So for me, I think it's like the best way possible is if you're not traveling alone, you shouldn't board for like th those who are traveling alone should board last 
than those traveling with families. Right. Or groups of people. Right. Not just small children. Yeah, no, I, I understand that part, but I'm just trying to figure out as uh, individuals like uh, adults are just traveling together, we are assigned different timing on boarding. It, maybe I'm just confusing what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Nope, I don't see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're boarding window, middle, and aisle, let's say windows are all zone one. Okay, right. right. Middle is zone two, so and zone three, the aisle. Right. So if I'm zone one, because I'm on the window, and then Tyler is zone two, mm-hmm. we're going to get separated on the boarding not only. Necess- not necessarily, because you would fall under parties that are together. Therefore, you would board with the parties together. But that, but that means that I will have to be an experienced flyer in order for me to tell the gate agents, like, hey, we're no. traveling together. No, no, no. That's not how it would work. In the way that it would work, it would be like business class first or first class or whatever, then disabilities, then families with small kids, then parties together, whether it's two, three, four, 17, then single riders. So you're saying that on the gate, they will announce parties of two and more? Right. Can board now? Would that make more sense? Right. Okay. Yeah, now it makes it makes a little bit more sense now that I know that that detail. Because I was just trying to figure out where do parties come and be like, oh well, you know, we're gonna be separated on the boarding where where they're gonna stay together, which to me is not much of a problem. Now I mean, the, eventually, I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, for somebody who, like for us that are experienced travelers and now, right, right, that's why I always point out the only that other, they don't have to know that. The only other thing is like latecomers to boarding because you know like now we're five minutes away from closing the door and then I have a family who's been separated for whatever reason and they want to sit with their children and I have like a whole row by themselves because that's you know we're still waiting for more people so I sit them there and then the person comes and they want their seat which I totally don't blame them for you know for wanting their seat that's my seat give me my seat right especially if they bought it Right. So it just like, I feel like there's no way. I feel like we have resolved this issue was not resolved today. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) See, I told you we should have talked about penises. (laughs) No, we have one episode where we don't talk about penises. What was that, Jim? I said, as usual. No. (laughs) Wonder Woman does not like this. I don't know where we stand on this topic for today. I usually have a really nice resolve for this. Uh, well, so you I'm- did. You did kind of have a resolve. But it, but like you said, you know, what I was saying is like passengers will have to put effort on trying to do it as well. And they're 80% I, of the I, time. They're you, not know what, you, know what I, you know what I think it should be, though? It should be more taken into consideration at the gate. You remember how when we were in in London going over to Paris, how they gathered us in that little waiting area before we got on the plane. Okay. I feel Uh like it should be something like that where like 
everybody needs to come into the boarding area, check in, and then we can't board the plane until every passenger that's ticketed is in that boarding area. Because remember, they checked our passports and they checked our thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be the only way. Yeah, remember that long line? Right. That would be the only way to like pre-board before you actually board. Make sure that all of the passengers that are getting on that plane are in that boarding area. And then board that way. Now, do you think that also has anything to do with gate agents? Of course it does. I mean, there's a lot of great gate agents who are like, are you ready to board? And we're like, yep, perfect. They send people down. Then you have those great agents that are like, are you ready to board? And you're like, yep. And then like six minutes later, they still haven't boarded the plane. And then you get like the tricklers. We get like five passengers, three passengers, <laughs> 10 passengers. <laughs> so badly. <laughs> I hate that so bad. And it's been, you know, I just, I, it just depends. It just has to be like a well-oiled machine that it starts at the gate area. And passengers getting to the airport on time, clearly, you know? Yeah. I think, I think there's too many factors in order for, for that, like, study say, oh, yeah, it's black and white. I think there's too many factors that play a role on, the, on that boarding that, that those I would like to see that run in a real life. Mm-hmm. Right. On a real life plane. Right. And I, the only they're way. just having people. Well, the only yeah, way. Yeah, they're just having people. <laughs> and the only way to do it is like, the only way to do it is to have experienced flyers. And that's it. Sure. To have like a, to have an expedited boarding process. And people not waiting in the aisle rifling through their things to get settled yeah like that should all be taken care of at the at the boarding area you know like oh i need that's never gonna happen never gonna happen it's like oh wait my headphones oh wait my whatever oh you know like all of that because then there there's yeah that's never gonna happen (laughs) they stand in the area and then they're looking for the, you know, through their bag, they put it up, they sit down and they're like, no, wait, I forgot my water bottle. They bring it back down. They riffle through their back again, put it back up, sit down. And in the meantime, we have, you know, 60 people waiting to get by. Did I told you that? And I think that's how I found that pair of panties on the overhead bin. <laughs> what is with you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I did find a pair of panties on the overhead bin, probably because somebody was like trying to scavenge it through the shit, looking for a bottle of water. <laughs> I put gloves on in a trash bag for that one. <laughs> of course. Why would no? Oh, why are people so nasty? So, in conclusion, the best way to board a plane is. To hire you private. <laughs> Get your own freaking plane. <laughs> Here I am trying to be all serious. Get familiar with the process. You're like, no, hire your own. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like I feel like there needs to be a lot of because especially this past year, we have had a lot of new flying passenger or new people or people who have flown for the first time 
possibly even in their lifetime because it's accessible because the tickets have been so cheap. I just feel like it will not work unless, like you said, we have experienced flyers and educated passengers. Educated passengers. We need more of those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, yes. So now, let's go to Jim and his question. So my question that you've always wanted to ask a flight attendant for this week is, have you ever been hit on by a passenger? And how do you handle that situation if you were? Or if you weren't, how would you handle that situation? Uncle Jay? Oh, I've gotten hit by old ladies. <laughs> and how, how have you handled um, those? I don't know, because it's the cutest darn thing ever. I mean, they're like, oh, you who lo- you all look so cute on your uniforms and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, thank you, Grammy. <laughs> You're barking to the wrong tree. But um, other than that, I haven't gotten hit on, actually. So. What about you, B? For me, like I, I mentioned, I have gotten a couple of numbers. I don't call them or I don't text them. I just kind of say thank you. And then that's it. I have, I've gotten on. So when I, when I, this was about maybe four years ago and I had just started seeing this guy and there was this very good looking guy on the plane and all the flight attendants were like, he's very good looking. We all checked to make sure he wasn't wearing a ring. He was sitting in in the very, very front of the plane. He upgraded. And so I he he looked like he looked like a singer that I like from Pentatonix. And uh, and I told him I was okay. like and I was like, Hey, you kind of look like this guy. And he's like, Oh, I've never heard of him. So I showed him. And then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I think I've seen him. And then he's like, hey, and I was wearing, I was wearing like a ring at the time. And he goes like, so he's like, hey, so let me ask you a question. I was like, sure. He's like, are you married? And I was like, no. He's like, you're wearing a ring. It's very misleading. And I was like, I like, I like, I know. I just, you know, I don't like, I like to keep things professional at work. And he's like, well, are you seeing anyone? And I was like, yes, I am. And he said, you're a, ve- he's a very lucky guy. I would have loved to take. Uh, had to have taken you out to dinner and then he uh, grabbed my hand like you know we shook hands and he kissed my hand the back of my hand it was a very very suave move I know I know so uh, so I think one of the other girls got his number but because because she asked him Okay, no, he was fishing out there. He was like putting it out there in the world. No, because he was like, because she, because no, she was like, oh, I need to do my makeup. And then she was in the back. And then all of a sudden she goes like, I'm going to sit in like in the front right there. And I was like, but you were in the back. Like she, she like went and sat next to him and then instigated a conversation with him. And then she asked for his number. And then I talked to him later because he had asked her if uh, he's, ah. like, he's like, he's he, she told me later. I didn't tell him. I didn't tell her any of this, but she told me later that he had said, it's like, oh, so like, is everyone married except for you? And she said, no, um, B isn't married. And like some other girl was married. Only this, only one, one of the girls was married at the time. 
And it's like, oh, okay. So then that's when he asked me if I was married because I was wearing a wedding ring. But yeah, so, and yeah, we'll, we won't get into the rest of that story. But then another oh, time. Oh, so there's more to the story. Oh, yeah, huh? there's more to the story. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, but then another time, this group of, of middle-aged women came on board and I was in Atlanta and um, they were like, you're just so cute. He's like, I need to have your number for my son. I would love for my son to marry you. So I have moms <laughs> hitting on me for their sons. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm taken. <laughs> so I wasn't, I wasn't taken at the time. So even if I was, even if I wasn't, um, I'm just always in a relationship or taken. I'm in a relationship or taken, but I still want a phone number. <laughs> I just want the boost, you know? Yeah. Like, Ooh, I still got it. <laughs> still got it. So that answers my question about what would you do if it was somebody you wanted to get with? <laughs> what? The, I'd what? take that number. I mean, I'll take the number, but I won't call it. I'm not going to turn them down right there. I again. wasn't suggesting any impropriety. <laughs> Unlike Uncle um, Jay, I like to keep it classy and away from the people. What the <laughs> said he'd take the number. He didn't say he'd call it. No, no, no. Because he likes Wait. the pieces. It, what does that have to do with phone number? Well, I guess phone number can be But I mean, I, I got a phone number, but it wasn't like in no order to to flirt or anything. It just happened to be the person, the, the passenger that like it, it, I ended up like talking to, he happened to be a person that lived in my town and he's my brother's age. So we are, we were like talking on how crazy that could be that they both probably know each other. And I guess with the whole excitement and the whole like, ooh, it's so cool, blah, blah, blah. We exchanged his phone number, but like I never texted or like call back or he didn't do the same. He, like he didn't like follow through either. So, so not necessarily under those circumstances as, as the flirting, but that's the only experience that I ever had with a phone number exchange. So I've only, and then as far as like your backup question, Jim, I've given out my number twice in 12 years. The first one I, he like, he texted me and this is back in the early days of texting. And then like a day later, I got another text message, which to this day, I still don't know if it was him pretending to be his girl, like a girl and saying, please don't text my boyfriend again or his actual girlfriend. And then I just said, look, if he didn't want my number, or like if he didn't want to text me, he didn't have to. Right. I, I gave him the yeah. number, but he didn't. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever, like, I won't text him again. And I never texted him again. Then the second time, this was very inappropriate of me, completely inappropriate, because he is, he was a federal air marshal. So, so this does involve a penis. No, no, it, no penises. It was I just very unprofessional is what I mean. Well, I, mean, uh -huh. I guess it involves his penis because he had one, but that's it. So 
oftentimes we have federal air marshals on board and you know whatever so we had two this instance and this the first one came on board introduced himself and sat down and then i was like doing something in my galley and i like and then the guy the next federal air marshal comes on and i wasn't paying attention he's like oh hi i'm blah 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 and i was like hi i turned oh my gosh you know me i don't usually get like clammy like i you know I could not speak. I was like, hi, welcome. <laughs> I, I couldn't make my announcements. Uh, I was making my announcement and I was like, my voice was crackling and I was like, butchering <laughs> announcements. And then with the girls in the back called me, they're like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, uh-huh. I was like, can you come up for a second? <laughs> So then she came up and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, can you look at two Charlie, please? <laughs> and so then she goes like, oh, I'm like, that's the reason. But he like kept looking and then he had this really nice smile. So I gave him my number when he left. He like handed me trash as he was walking out and I handed him my number. He never called me. And then that was the, me, the like me being a professional because he's a federal air marshal and he's on duty and I'm on duty as well. But I looked him up on Facebook later and he was married. So I felt like doubly worse because I just handed my, but he wasn't wearing a ring, which, you know, whatever. But like, I felt doubly worse because I gave my number to a married man. Thankfully, he never called. So, I mean, like in another life, he would have been my husband. Shame. Shame. Only shame because I was unprofessional. Slapping the hand. Yes. Both hands, please. And that's it. So, yeah. Have you been watching anything, Uncle Jay? I know I ask you this I question every... Trying, I'm trying to finish the watch, which is really good. And uh, I've been watching... Obviously, I'm, I'm catching up with RuPaul Drag Race, which Friday is the finale of the season. But other than that, no, I haven't. I haven't watched nothing. I'm still trying to finish. I just haven't had like time because every time that I come home, um, since you know, Turkey, he's traveling a lot for work, so I'm more focused on the things that need to be done at the house because I can actually make noise since he works from home, and when he's working, I cannot do much noises. So I've been power drilling. I've been hammering. I've been wood cutting, um, yeah, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just finished watching the Last Kingdom. Okay, I love that show. Yeah, it's. I just finished. Yeah, just so I literally just finished episode ten in the fourth season, and then have you been reading anything? Uh, just still my book for this month, The Vanishing Half. Okay. It's far away. It's getting interesting. I think I, ha I have my book club this weekend, so that'll be that'll be fun. Are you reading anything? Still your books? I'm still on the on the same book because you know I only read when I'm when I'm flying, but now it's on the point where everything is going crazy. So I think I might 
break the rule and finish it. But I was so mad because I'm getting close to the end and I look for a third book. Well, there's not a third book just yet. Oh. So now I have to wait. That's I, I didn't was, realize that. That's why I always wait to binge watch things. And had yeah. I known Yeah. And had I known that Last Kingdom still had more seasons coming out, I would have waited. Um, are you listening to any podcasts? Somebody suggested the Katia, uh, Trixie Mattel and Katia Samolochikova podcast, but I haven't like listened to it yet. But that's like on my list to listen. Now, I know that they're popular and they're like big and whatnot. I also want to um, listen to the one that you suggested also. The most recent one, the, the Bad Council? Yeah, Bad Council. Oh my gosh, those guys are Is funny. It? Yeah, but so... I, so last week they had a, um, they had a really great episode and I called them this past week for the episode that they just released this week. And I left them a voicemail and they actually, they had it on there. So if listen to the latest episode, it's funny. So if you, I mean the title, the, the one that you sent me, the title is potato head hand job. Yes. That's hilarious. Yes. That's probably something I can get into. We, need, <laughs> we definitely should have those guys over here and have them answer the questions ridiculously because that's what they do in their show anyway. So, Okay. So I probably will take a, a listen tonight while I'm, I finish building everything else that I have. How about you, Jim? So Are you listening or watching anything or reading anything? I've, I've been watching a few things. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier which is absolutely fantastic on point. I actually think it's better than WandaVision. Absolutely. So super enjoying that show, every minute of it. Wait, what is it called? Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, the okay. one with the, Yeah, the one with Bucky and... The one with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Have you not heard of it? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Oh. The last episode. How do you not is... know this? No. Oh, it's fantastic, man! If you're a Marvel fan, you will love that show. It's so good. Okay, I guess I have to suggest it to Turkey and watch it. Well, they you know. really delve the state of uh, social awareness in the Marvel world post, as they call it, the blip. And it's just fascinating to watch. I, you know, I don't want to really go into what's going on because you'll want to watch it yourself to see what the topics are and, and how they're addressing it. But it's so, so, so wonderfully done. I can't recommend it enough. I've been re-watching Torchwood. Uh, I've been watching. I knew that would make you smile, B. Let's see. I've been re-watching a bit of South Park. What else? I've been rewatching Titans. We're, we're still doing the rewatch thing. That's pretty much it. Uh, unfortunately, most of the podcasts that I listen to are either over because they were related to a particular show like The Magicians or whatever, uh, or they're generally done in public and nobody's gathering in public, so they're not doing those podcasts anymore. It's a shame. It is. I actually forgot. Love Hollywood Babylon. It's my favorite podcast. I listen to every single episode since day one. I actually forgot. I started watching The Nevers last night. And the pilot uh, episode is so good, but it's like, it's not released altogether. It's uh, one per, per week. So um, they're only on episode two. 
But uh, so far, it's so good. It's, it has everything I love, uh, steampunk and magic. So that is another uh, TV show for me to watch. Okay. Has okay. either of you seen that movie, Thunder Force, with uh, 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 Melissa no, McCarthy? I have. I've seen, it's on my list to watch, but I just haven't gotten to it. My list is getting longer and longer. Wait, what is the name? Thunder Force. Thunder Force. No. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer. I love them both. That movie was horrible. Don't bother watching it. It was (laughs) absolutely horrible. Really? So I shouldn't watch it? Not at all. You'll feel like you wish you could get the time back. It's Is that the like the really like the superhero ish? Yeah, they're they uh Octavia Spencer's character invents a serum that gives you powers and they both take them and oh that's disappointing i, I kind of had a, like expectations uh because of them so yeah you would think it would be a great fit, but not so much uh, although i would say if you want to see a good superhero comedy there's a british sitcom that only did one season six episodes called no heroics it's absolutely hilarious all right I'll keep an eye on that. I'll wheel too. But that's it. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? No. I just had I just created another longer list now. Like y'all did. <laughs> <laughs> of things to watch. I, I feel like I need to I need to get somebody's HBO password. Oh. Wink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Well, you know the reasons why I don't get I know, I know. So. I'm kidding. I know. I know. But that's it. That's all I got. No more. No more. No more. No more. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Flight Attendant Podcast and on Twitter at Stay Safe, Fly Safe, and or email us at the Flight Attendant Podcast at gmail.com. And our OnlyFans account. (laughs) (laughs) Did you start an OnlyFans with our name? Don't worry about it. (laughs) Get me royalties, please. Get me royalties. Also, don't forget to visit our website at theflightoftimepodcast.com. And if you happen to need somebody to do music for your podcast or your... Uh, web series or anything else along those lines. I'm I'm happy to do that for you. I did the music for this podcast. Uh, obviously, I do the editing and the mixing for the podcast. I, 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 those services are available. You can reach me on Instagram at Jameltone. That's J A M I L T O N E, and on Twitter, I'm the Real Jamilton. Or you could email me at Jamilton.com. I'm uh, sorry, Jamilton <laughs> at Gmail. I don't have my own. You should have your own. And his OnlyFans account, too. I I endeavor to get my own. (laughs) (laughs) We'll add you at the the notes. All right, guys. Stay safe. Fly safe. And we'll see you guys next time. Look at you. Next time. Look at you. Bye.